Hello and <clears throat> Okay, that's better. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> my my, my. All right. <clears throat> All right. Okay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Scent Podcast, where we bring kingdom perspective to today's culture and society. I'm Mike Miller, joined with Alec Hackett. Hello. And we are continuing our series on Battle of the Mind. Last week we talked about negativity. This week we're going to talk a bit about legalism and discipline. Yeah, and before we jump in today, uh, last week we talked about how being courageous and brave doesn't mean not feeling fear, but it means the ability to overcome fear. And then we went into the four forms of negativity. You, you knocked it out of the park. But I want to apply the same logic to that as we did with courage. That positivity isn't ignoring negativity or pretending it isn't a factor in your life, but it's actually overcoming that negativity. And if you didn't get a chance to write down which one of the four ways that you're struggling with, uh, I would highly recommend you do that so that you can focus on intentionally overcoming that negativity. But kicking off today, I want to start off by jumping into legalism which the definition of legalism is a Christian theology which is built around doing good works and deeds to earn merit and favor with God, which will bring salvation. And this theology can be so destructive. First of all, it directly contradicts the Bible. In Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works, so that none may boast. And even though that's in the Bible, I find that this is one of the battles in the mind that I struggle with the most. That I start to avoid sin and do what I think is right, so that I can have a relationship with God. Instead of having a relationship with God and no longer walking in sin as a result of that. It's a perspective shift that makes a huge difference. The heart that you approach sanctification with makes the difference between relationship and religious practice. A healthy relationship, if we think about this with our friends even, isn't spent tiptoeing around the negative, but is instead a degree of intimacy that gets you to the place where you no longer desire to have those negative effects in your relationship. If we are sliding into sin... And if our, maybe our decision-making is becoming questionable, legalism brings guilt to what you have done. And my question for all of us is, when we mess up, how can you better your relationship with God? When I think of a time in my life where I was really high on relationship with God, maybe like the summer camp high or when my relationship with God was at its strongest— temptations and doubts had way less effect on me than in times where I was, you know, back at home doing normal life. And it has to do with how right standing I was with God. My relationship with him was so tight that I didn't desire to do those things in the first place. And if I think of the opposite, when I was leading grades four to six a few years ago, I slowly was making more and more compromises into sin. As a result of that, I started to even go to parties and I started to, I, I took a step back from my position with the church in grades four to six. And I showed up to church, you know, every other week. 
and I started making more and more compromises. And it was, it wasn't that I didn't realize what I was doing was wrong. I knew what I was doing was wrong. It was that instead of turning towards what's right, I was allowing the guilt to set in of what I was doing and didn't know what to do with that. I think I had a misunderstanding of the definition of repentance in my mind. I took repentance as, oh, I turn away from what I'm doing. When instead, it's returning to God. The idea is that the definition of repentance that I had in my head doesn't actually give you right direction. Sure, I can try and turn away from it, but if I don't know what I'm turning to, then I'm, I'm lost. I'm just going to keep walking down the wrong direction. Even if it's not the same one, I might take a little left turn and I'm going a different wrong direction. It's just a mess. When we mess up, I want us instead of, you know, realizing what we did is wrong and sitting in that, I want all of us to ask ourselves, how can I better my relationship with God in this time? How can I take a step in the right direction? Because if you don't do that, you're just going to keep falling into that sin. That guilt is just going to keep being something that you battle against. And eventually, it gets to a point where, you know, maybe you'll even become numb to it. Yeah. So, like you were talking about when you were in, when you were leading four to six, getting into those uh, repeated sins and those those habitual sins. After a while, we start to justify ourselves in them, and lose the recognition of them being sin, and we start to believe that they're they're okay, and that you know maybe you know it doesn't really hurt anybody. That's not it's not really that big of a deal, and we and we justify justify ourselves in that which is putting yourself above God when you pick and choose from the Bible and you say, yeah, God calls us not to do it, but it's, it's really not that bad. and It doesn't really change anything in my day-to-day. I don't see the effects of it. It's, it can't be that bad, right? But that drives a wedge between your, your relationship with, with you and the Father. Um, no different than it would if it was somebody on earth. If you, every day, whenever you see them, you just insult them right to their face. And then continue with whatever you're talking about. I mean, that's obviously going to be driving a wedge in your relationship. Uh, so we so we do have to be very careful. And when we do have those habitual sins, recognize them and truly return from that and, ask, and, and get healing from that in order to, to take that wedge out. Yeah. I think the antidote for this is the exact same as what we just talked about. It's drawing closer to God, being in relationship with him. And then the things that break his heart are going to break yours because of that right standing relationship. And personally, in my life, I'd rather be uncomfortable with a sin than completely comfortable with it. And that's a completely Christian perspective. Like, you don't want to be uncomfortable, period. But being comfortable in sin and being okay with something that isn't right in God's eyes is a much bigger problem. And you should definitely seek God's heart for that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, keeping in mind what I talked about with legalism, how we are supposed to do things out of relationship with God and not so that we can have relationship with God, the the heart posture, being disciplined 
is still a very important part of how we as Christians walk. And so I know you have some things to say about disciplines that we are supposed to carry out. I was wondering what you got. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, Something I hear far too often is people that say um, that they don't have discipline. Oh, I just just don't have that in me. Um, But I think that that's a very poor way of of thinking about it because uh, it is a fruit that you have. Um, You may not be disciplined, but you definitely have the fruit. Um, What is in your power to do is in your power not to do. So whenever you are choosing to not do these spiritual disciplines, it is it is you choosing not to be disciplined, right? And and discipline is an action word, right? So it's 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 all it's all things you do, things like praying, uh, reading the Bible, worshiping, um, these these kind of things. Um, now. All, all really good things, all true spiritual disciplines, as long as they are correctly motivated. And I say this because, like, we look at, for example, the Pharisees, uh, without very much context. You'd say that they're very well-disciplined people. I mean, these people held to their rules really intensely. They knew the Word of God so well, but their motivation for being disciplined was flawed. In 1 Timothy, it says, be disciplined yourself for the purpose of godliness. So, like the Pharisees often would have these rules that they would follow, these disciplines that they would do to to feel better about themselves. Or like what you were saying, in the legalism idea of doing these acts to, to look better in the eyes of the Lord. Or sometimes we read our Bible so that we sound smarter in in Bible study, or we we have these beautiful drawn out pr- like prayers, just so that we sound like we are more connected with God. You know what I mean? Um. Now, now disciplines are not only individual, but they're also for the community. You know, like for example, prayer. Um, we are called to pray individually with God. That's having our individual relationship with God, but we're also called to pray as a community. I mean, how often can we say that we have joined hands like you did in Sunday school and, and pray together, you know, it's, it's a, uh, or, or praying with your spouse or when something comes up, you know, oftentimes say, Oh, you'll be in our prayers. I'll be praying for you. Like, why not pray together? You know, there's power in numbers, right? This is an, an, a discipline that is for not just yourself, but but as a as a community, as a family of the church. It's disciplines can be painful. Um, they are a sacrifice, and I, and what, the way I view them is like it is like it's a sacrifice to God. Like this is an act of love. It's not necessarily just wise, although it is very wise to have these disciplines. But it's also a sacrifice to God. Like I'm going to sacrifice my time for you. It, and I say it's painful because you, ch- but you choose the pain. You either choose the pain of doing these disciplines, or you choose the pain of the consequences. <laughs> Similar to like obeying your parents, right? Your parents say, you know, oh, don't, don't go out drinking, and partying all the time. It's like, well, you can either feel the pain of losing out 
hanging out with all your buddies that are going, or you could feel the pain of getting into an addiction of alcohol, right? You choose the pain. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love what, uh, what Paul writes, you know, Paul, he wrote like a third of the new Testament. Um, he was super connected with Jesus yet, yet I love what he writes, uh, because it really humanizes him for me. And I can, I, I totally get to see, he says, I don't really understand myself. I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. And then later he says, uh, who will free me from this miserable life filled with sin and death? And I'm, I'm a bit per, uh, paraphrasing there, but man, like so often we feel trapped, you know, in these, in these, disi- in these disciplines, like, and especially those habitual sins where it's like, you know, you don't, like you were saying, uh, when you were super close with God, you aren't affected by those temptations very often. But when we, like, we, we know that we, we would rather be in that state of closeness with God, yet we still, for some reason, trade that joy for the shallow happiness, right? Throwback to episode one. Yeah. And then, well, right after Paul says, like after all this, all this talking about miserable life filled of sin and death, he says, he says, and thank God the answer's in Jesus Christ. And, oh man, I just love that so much because it, it, like I said, it humanizes Paul because we so often think, oh man, like he's just so close with God. He's got such a great, um, relationship, something that I can't totally relate with, but oh man, I can just so, so hear him in that. And I totally feel that way where when we slip into those sins, it's like, oh man, yeah, like, why do I choose this? And it just the, oh, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Something we should all ask ourselves as we walk into these disciplines, you know, the worship, reading the Bible, prayer, we should ask ourselves are we doing this for God or are we doing this to be with God? Because often when we do things for God, which is something we should do, we should do things just for God. But often when we do something for God, we aren't doing it with him. We can get lost in that a little bit. But when we do things with him, we can turn those things into something for him. Let me explain. When I am presenting a teaching to someone, and I am reading the Bible. I, I'm reading a lot of verses, but I feel no closer to God afterwards. Yes, I'm learning things. I'm able to share them with them and encourage them, but it still feels like a pour out. But if I approach the Bible with a, God, what are you wanting to speak to me? What are you wanting to say to me in this moment? That's how I get filled up. I'm reading often the same content. And in the future, I can use that to encourage others. But so often I lose the, the purpose of doing things to be with God. And that's how these disciplines become legalism. And that's something that as we're encouraging you all to be disciplined, I want you all to walk through these practices to build relationship with God, that you're not going to have a wife 
that you speak to once every seven days. You're not going to have a relationship with God if you're reading the Bible every once in a while when you feel like it. I was talking to a buddy and he said, if you were to receive tomorrow everything you've prayed for today, what would you have? Mm. And I, you know what I said? You'd have, let me guess. You would have found your missing keys and been healed from the stuffy nose you have, these kind of things in, my, in the ballpark. I didn't even say all of that. I said I'd have a pretty good dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because so often, and I, and I work in full-time ministry 40 hours a week, and yet I get so caught up in the tasks and the what I'm doing that I forget to do it with God. And so everything, you know, the past, I had to t- step back a little bit and look at what I was doing and make sure that I write God into my schedule so that I, I was talking to uh, a lady at our church. She's, she's just amazing. And we were talking about how if I were to spend out of my 40 hours a week, if I were to spend 15 hours just growing closer to God and then the other 25 pouring out in the different areas that I'm, that I'm leading, how that would be more effective than me putting the full 40 hours into the things I'm leading. Because without that right standing relationship, all of my directions are going to be messed up in all of my areas. And so as we walk in these disciplines, I want you guys to do things for God as an act of worship, as an act of servanthood. We're called to that. But I also want you to make sure that you're walking in these disciplines to be with God, to grow in relationship in all the areas that we can. He's an infinite God. We will always have areas to discover him, areas that we can learn more about his character and nature, his goodness. But if we're not even exploring the disciplines, the options to grow in relationship with him that we do know, then we are just missing out. So Mike, wrapping up, we're going to keep this episode a little shorter. What is one spiritual discipline in your life that you feel has impacted your relationship the most? It's a good question. Probably the biggest would be would be digging into the word. Um, I think so often, my even myself has said like, "Oh man, I feel like you know God just isn't talking to me. Like I, I can't can't hear what He's saying, you know." But He has this amazing uh, letters that he wrote to me that is just sitting on the table be ready, waiting to be read. I think it's digging into the Word, you know, especially when you are doing it with intentionality of bringing in context, um, like, like knowing what you're reading about and not just flipping to any random page in the Bible and going like really, really doing some research into it, uh, digging into, you know, what is God trying to communicate to to me and his people, I would say is probably like, especially when I'm like operating really well in that and, and being very disciplined in that. I noticed that I know God's heart better in myself and that I am able to, to do his will better rather than my own more often. Hmm. And, uh, I would like to reciprocate the same question back to you, Al. What do you think? Oh, that's nice. For me, it actually looks a lot different. 
I mean, I just came out of a school where I spent 50 hours a week doing exactly what you just said, digging into the word, finding the context. And it got to the point where I spent so much time in that and I wasn't operating in the other things that my relationship felt very one-dimensional. And I realized in this season of my life that worship is actually something that I have to put in my schedule purposefully just to be with God. And that's how I'm being poured into right now. If you actually focus on the words of worship songs, so many of them remind you of why you're going through all you're going through. The Christian life isn't easy. It's harder than probably just living a normal atheistic life. But we do it because God is worthy, because God is love, because God blank, all of these things. And just being able to remind myself of that and that I'm in relationship with him, you know, I'm praying while I'm doing that, I'm speaking to God. All of these things just fuel me up and make me ready for the week. And uh, I'd like to send out the question to everyone listening as well. What is the discipline in your life that fills you up? And I, I, I'd love to just ask all of you to go do that even more. God has more for you. His relationship with you, I promise, no matter how good you think it is, there's more to it. Go find it. And maybe if there's spiritual disciplines that you're lacking in, there is a completely different way to build relationship with God. And there will be new things that you find out about God as a result of that. Go experience building relationship with God in that way, even if it doesn't sound fun. Yeah, so that's all we have for today. Um, I encourage you guys to check out our Instagram account, thescent.podcast. Uh, check it out. We got a few... Uh, few short clips there and uh, if you have any questions for us feel free to hop in messenger there let us know what, what's on your mind thanks y'all bye